Did you know that the name Atari comes from the Japanese term Atari, used while playing the ancient board game Go? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. This podcast was recorded just before Easter. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 123. My name is Gareth Briney, I'm going to be your host. And today we've got a very special podcast. We're doing an Atari, Atari special, um, which will all become quite clear later. We're going to do an announcement of something that's coming out from Atari and that's going to lead us on to talking about it. But I'm, I'm really glad that I've got some experts in Atari. <laughs> on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks, our first expert. How are you doing, James? Oh, I'm just looking forward to finding out what an Atari is. <laughs> good, good. Um, on my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How you doing, Richard? I'm good. How are you all doing? Very good, thank you. You're an expert in Atari. I say you're you're quite you're really good. You're up and close to the to the team. I feel like that's maybe showing my age a little bit, but. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm I'm aware of the name and what it was before everything right. went to pot, at least. Okay, good. Um, and someone who is showing his age, like me, is Mr. Neil Watton on the line opposite. How you doing, Neil? Yeah, I'm right. I've never heard of Atari. No, there you go. <laughs> good. Good. So we're going to find it. Neil, how's your week been, first of all, before we launch into this? What have you been doing? Yeah, it's been good, Tar. Um, usual stuff, riding bikes, um doing work but i also went to see um ed gamble do a bit of stand-up um must have been this time last week maybe mm. yeah um i didn't really know who he was to be honest I, I like the comedians and i like a bit of stand-up and i've seen him on the telly he was on taskmaster i think and he's doing some baking program at the moment that i don't watch but i occasionally wander into the living room and it's on and he's there um but yeah we bought these tickets eight months ago and then finally got round to the gig and uh, he was very good oh good I don't know who he is um, as well no again it's I think we're showing our age a little bit yeah um, like my son he's a big fan he's 19 um, the other half well, she's old like us but she still likes him <laughs> she appreciate that <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> But but mostly because he was on Taskmaster and whichever cooking program he's on at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he was he was he was very good. He was, um, did an hour long show, um, a support before him, and she was very good as well. Uh, but yeah, good. it was nice to have a, a proper comedy gig. Was it nice to be, nice to be out in a crowd? It, yeah, it was nice to be out in a crowd. Um, I was there, there's still quite a few people wearing masks during the show. Hmm. And I, I fully understand that, and I, I wear a mask when I go to the shops, but I didn't fancy wearing one at a comedy gig. Yeah. Um, but there, maybe 20% were still wearing them. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's just nice to, nice to be out and about, really. Oh, good. 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 Well, what about you, Richard? What have you been doing? I went to a gig um, that was delayed by a few weeks because uh, the lead singer contracted COVID, but I went to see Royal Blood last night at Leeds Arena. Um, funnily enough, a few people were wearing masks in that audience as well. Uh-huh. Um, in the mosh pit? In the mosh pit, yeah, of all places. And I, was, I thought it was a I bit unusual. <laughs> I don't know what a mask is going to do in the middle of a mosh pit. Yeah. Is that going to at all? But... Wow. Probably not. But no, they were really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but as Laura summed it up really well after the gig. That I could, they're a very good band. They're just they're, There's only two of them. There's a drummer and a bass guitarist, and they, they make a really interesting and, and unique sound. But the songs are very similar. Mm. So if you like them, then you're not going to go wrong. But I can see why some people are like, it's very one-dimensional in the music that they make. Okay, I don't know who they are as well. 
Oh, Richard, on a sidebar, right? I had to do an audition when I had to do a Leeds accent um, last week. And I was thinking to myself, who do I know from Leeds? To, and then, oh, straight away, Richard, could you listen to your podcast? Brilliant appearances. <laughs> Apart from that, it was a disaster. Do, do, do your accent. You don't, you don't want to hear it now. I've offended everyone. <laughs> it's like when, she, when they said to me, where else in Leeds does your accent come from? I went, just the north. The north, somewhere in the north. <laughs> um, good. Um, another place I haven't heard. Royal Blood. I'll oh, look out for those. Um, James, have you? You've been to a concert, have you? Yeah, an online concert. Oh. Where there was no mass at all. I was at home. And mm. um, it was a Dreamcatcher. Uh, I think it's my fourth or fifth Dreamcatcher concert. And this was like a mini concert, apparently. I don't know how it was a mini concert though. They did about nine songs. It went for two hours. It, it was great, though. Wow. I loved every minute of it. What do they do for it that? They're new songs. All right. Dream they used to release an album, like an hour before, and then did all the songs at the concert, more or less. Wow. I'm oh, they did, really they did play the new songs off the new album at the new concert. They, they did. God. They did. And, and, and two of the classics. Oh, yeah, all new songs. Yeah, I feel really out of yeah, touch. Yeah. I've listened to the three things. I've got no idea who they are: Dreamcatcher, Royal Blood, and Ed Gamble. I think you're right, Dreamcatcher. I don't know who Dreamcatcher are. You've got one song that sounds like um, Magic Moments. You have to be close to that. Yeah, yeah. I think that right with your eye. That does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Wow, I feel I feel like I haven't done anything compared to you lot being out and about or online concerts. I've I'm going to mention one more thing again that I've mentioned already. This is how boring it is. Um, the TV series Severance has finished now, and I went on about. I think I maybe seen about a couple of episodes of it when we a few weeks ago, um, but the whole thing's um, happened now. It's nine episodes. It's a for people who haven't listened before. It's a TV series. The concept is that you these people are going to this job to work for this place called lumen and severance is a thing you opt in for so you can have this operation when a little um, chip goes into your brain and then when you go into work you you basically like if it was me now going to work i go into work go into the lift and then i'll and i wake up again and i'm coming out of the lift so you're completely separating your work life and your um, home life but they've got no idea. They don't, they don't know anything about each other. But the people who are at work for this place are just literally in a nine-hour sort of loop. They leave work and then they wake up and they're coming back to work in the morning. So there's these two sort of like, they're called outers and innies. And it's all about, it. it's probably one of the best bits of TV in a long time. And, I, and lots of people have been talking about it. So I'm going to say again, if you get a chance on Apple TV, get free couple of months you can get it from anywhere for Apple TV and watch it. I think you'll really like it. Anyone seen it here? Yeah? No. no I'd rather no. feet and get Apple TV to be honest. There you go, Neil. Thank you very much. Get it. That's all right. Can I can I say something though? Actually I watched a film mm. the other day. Mm. I don't watch very many films. I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, or whatever the afterlife. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. What did you think? I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it as yeah, well. I thought it was great. Yeah. I think it got. I thought I... Yeah, sorry, sorry, carry on. No, I just thought it got some. It got a little bit of criticism. It got some nice reviews as well, but I thought it was great. I think it had that. It played homage to the sort of eighties kids yeah. movies. It was great. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't read any reviews or watch any reviews or anything. I just thought, well, it's Ghostbusters. It's going to be all right, isn't it? Yeah. Possibly. And um, yeah, I I enjoyed enjoyed it. But I thought I might maybe in the minority. But that's good to know that I'm not, and it's a hundred percent like. Yeah, there you go, hundred percent around the world, just from us two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we go on to our Atari goodness, let's chat about any games that we've been playing in the last kind of week or so. Um, Richard, what have you been doing? Uh, not very much. I'm. I've just started Moonlighter on my Nintendo Switch, which has been out for a few years now. I think it's on Game Pass as well, but it's um, it's the game where you play as a shop shop owner, um, 
by day and then by night you you go into the dungeons and and collect all the loot to then sell in your shop the next day yeah um but yeah it's it's, it's good this the that gameplay loops quite addictive so where i am at now i've been able to defeat the first boss and i've moved on to the next area of the dungeon now um mainly because i've been collecting the loot selling it and then upgrading my equipment and it's just it's that that loop that that keeps you going and keep, keeps you wanting to explore um you can then also upgrade the town that you live in by bringing in new people so i've brought in a blacksmith and a mage to to enchant and provide potions and stuff um so is it it's quite like a um a roguelike then in that sense that you you upgrade your stuff to then go back into the dungeons and repeat it all again but it's just got this unique element of, of going to and selling your stuff in your own shop as opposed to going to a different shop and selling it because you can set the prices mm. um and then judging from people's reactions you know if you're at the sweet spot with pricing or not um and certain items will be in high demand so you can charge a bit extra for them and it's all about that that little side management business management side of things as, as well as this addictive roguelike gameplay loop so yeah it's a it's a really interesting combination yeah it's on xbox game pass as well for people that haven't tried it yet james did you review it i did it's incredibly addictive like richard said it's it's one that you'll start playing you'll go oh, i'll just do another run i'll just make a bit more money it's it's really really good yeah you don't give it a four and a half Ooh. which is quite high for me yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, this is it irritating me. It irritates you, Richard. Is when people come to your shop and steal. They've not had any thefts yet. Really? I do no. all the time. <laughs> I keep chasing them down and, and knocking them out. It was because uh, oh. your prices are too high, James. Well, I mean, it is the finest <laughs> stuff in the land. I am maybe because I'm a man of the people. Not, they don't need to steal from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Good Moonlighter. It's funny at the moment, isn't it? Because it's a weird time with games. Like it's a, it's a kind of there's a little bit of a gap now after a kind of busy time, isn't there, of, of game releases, big ones. Neil, but what have you been playing? You've been playing something new. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've still been playing Forza Horizon Five, but. I have become slightly obsessed with the Eliminator mode, which is like the Battle Royale mode. Ah. I, I didn't really touch it at all. Um, I don't, when did Forza Horizon come out? November. Maybe six months ago, was it? Yeah. Maybe something like that? Yeah, and I hardly touched the Eliminator. Um, but just the last week or so, I'm constantly in there. It, it works really, really well. Um, and it's, it's brilliant just for kind of 10 minutes at a time. Because that's basically all I've got. Mm. I can't sit down for hours on end to play games. Um, but yeah, it's Forza's Eliminator. Cool. It's a shame that you can't play it with friends, though. Oh, can't you? No. Yeah. You, you, which makes sense because, they, you know, you you get clubs and you get kind of clicks ganging up on other ones, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, as a, as a solo, um, I think it works really well. It's cool. Good. Okay. Um, James, you haven't got any games you've been playing, have you, at all? I'm afraid not. I mean, <laughs> I could tell you more about Princess Barbara. No, no more. Moving on. Your review is live, James. It certainly is. So if anyone wants to read it, give it a read. Good. We will do. There you go. Um, I, and also, I was just playing, the games I, I'm reviewing, I can't talk about yet. So, that's a shame. So, but we'll talk about them next week. They have been good. I'm really enjoying them. Um, I have finished Horizon Forbidden West at last. I kind of was playing Elden Ring, the same as Paul. We're going to talk about Elden Ring again. But, and then I had a little gap from Elden Ring. I thought, I've got to finish Horizon Forbidden West. But I have, I've done, I've sort of done it, because I know there isn't any big AAAs coming out for a while. Is there maybe May time? No, maybe not even then. I'm trying to think when the next big one is. Maybe Vampire, Masquerade. Um, so I thought, I'm just going to take my time with this a little bit more. So I've been doing, generally trying to do everything. And it's, 
It looks brilliant, that game. It plays brilliantly. There's something about it that isn't clicking with me like the first one did. And maybe it's about being an open world game again. There's something about the open world. And so I think because I did Far Cry for us, I think. And I've done a lot of open worlds. Assassin's Creed, of course, as well. I think it's that sense of like, I really want an open world game to, you know when you play an open world game, you do all the quests, you do the main story, then you can go back into the world and do all the side quests. Then if you want, you can do all these little mini, mini, mini side quests, like, I don't know, collect 10 of these or something like that. But you kind of want the world to, you want something to change. It feels like you're just doing loops, I don't know, you feel like you're just retreading the same format every time with an open world game. I think that whole structure of the, of that needs to change a little bit or needs to be looked at. I like it. I'm not going to say that because it would be a spoiler for people who haven't played Red Dead 2. But I like it when something's effective. <laughs> played Red Dead 2? <laughs> well, they might not have done yet. James, <laughs> hasn't, James hasn't played it. I am, He's never going to play it. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. There's a Red Dead 2 spoiler to turn off for two minutes. Um, I like the fact that someone like Red Dead 2, he... Um, the major character is dying, so it's like oh, you've spoiled it now. <laughs> so you are, <laughs> so you're oh, playing, so you can't go back as him and play the rest of it. You know, you can still do the thing, but there's an effect on the world. Um, do you remember GTA Three San Andreas? I really liked it when at the end of that, Don't spoil that. <laughs> I'm spoiling oh. that. I'm spoiling this bloody game. There's a kind of like all the riots happen, so the whole world has changed at the end, isn't it? Mm. So I kind of like that's kind of interesting, or something happens, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit tired of open world games. I don't know. Well, it will change soon. You but need yeah. another Assassin's Creed, don't you? That's what you I need. I do. I need a really good Assassin's Creed. That's what I need, yeah. Good. Right, let's go on. Now, the reason we're doing this Atari special, we're gonna, we've got a game that's coming out that we're going to announce called Agravatar. And Gravatar is from Atari. And Gravatar came out back in the day, I think it was 1982, wasn't it, that it came out? Am I making that up? Yeah, 82. Um, and it was a game that came out and it didn't get the kind of love it it deserved. It was, when it first happened there, it was, you know, they said it was a complete dud on its initial launch. And over the years, it was a commercial failure, but over the years, people, you know, become this kind of thing they, they it was a beloved gen that people talked about and people really enjoyed, but it wasn't one of the big games that Atari had. Is that fair to say, do you think? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, critically, it was it was really well acclaimed. And and what Atari have been doing recently, they've had these recharge series, haven't they? So we've had, um, which we're going to talk about in recently, because you three have played it much more than I have. You can talk to me all through it. And this is launching this Gravatar, the second season of titles for the recharge season. Um, and it's been built from the ground up. There's... Um, it's got kind of new visuals, I think, hasn't it? It has a new visual feel. It has this whole sort of pastoral visuals rather than that kind of hard line before. Um, and it, so it hasn't got that kind of neo-techno kind of aesthetic before. And it kind of, what, how would you describe the game, Neil? What would you say? What would you describe this game as? Like a- um, Lunar Landing, mm-hmm. which I used to like back in the day. Uh, was that an Atari game or not? I'm guessing it probably was. Yes, let's say it was. <laughs> yeah. Luna, Luna Land, I used to play that on my Commodore 128, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Asteroids. Yes. So that's really good. So what is a Luna, what's the Lunar Landing? What's the gameplay dynamics on that that makes it like this? There are structures there are um enemy offensive kind of st- structures on an, on a surface and you shoot them and dodge them really that's basically it i think in lunar landing as well you have to kind of um switch your craft and, and kind of drop down using the gravity onto like a, a fuel pad oh that's right yes like way again um well i don't think this one's got that um, but that was really, I used to love that. Yeah. Kind of mid-80s. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're dodging the stuff that's that's on the surface of a planet. I guess it's a planet. Um, trying to destroy them and flying around in space like in asteroids at the same time. 
And then in this game as well, you've got this point when you're getting your ship and you're navigating it through kind of pathways as well, aren't you? Through like tunnels and caverns. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. James, what's your thoughts? You've seen a little bit of the, of the thing. How's it, how's it look to you? Excited about playing um, this? I'm, I'm not overly keen on space shooters mm. as such, but I do like the idea that you can play it in co-op. I think I enjoy it more in co-op. It looks like um, when you work together, you can easily clear each area. But again, it it looks a lot better than the original Gravitar. I mean, visually. Well, yeah. More it. it was 1983. A lot better now. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can tell. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but with, some, with some reboots and remakes and stuff, they keep the old style, yeah. don't they? And, but this looks really modern. I, I, I was quite impressed with how it looks, actually. Yeah. Um, it seems to handle quite well. It's when you um, put the thrusters on and try and balance the movement of the ship while you're shooting and that. It does look really good. I, I mean, let's say I don't really like the space shooters, but I'd, I'd be tempted to give this a go. It does look very fun. What about you, Richard? You're a big fan of these games, which we'll come to later. Yeah, and it initially reminded me a lot of Asteroids in the same way that you've got this thruster and you need to float around while shooting things, and it's all about trying to maintain um, momentum whilst and speed and make sure you're, you're dodging the projectiles coming your way. Um, so, yeah, I think coming from, coming from Asteroids, it looks like this, this would be the next logical step. I never played it originally when it came out. Um, but the You weren't the, born. The bits, <laughs> I wasn't born. Um, but the, the bits that we that we saw in that little gameplay thing, um, so you've got the ones where you're shooting uh, enemy um, spaceships and that, but they've got the, the beacons that you need to activate. But then there was that other bit where you needed to uh, travel through like a maze um, and I think that'll be quite tricky because mm. um, with you floating and there won't not being any gravity you'll need to really use the thrusters but I'm, I'm looking forward to those sections because I think that's something new for, for, for me anyway um, as I say I played a lot of asteroids when I was younger but that was one screen and asteroids come until they died but having structures and stuff um, interests me quite a bit. Mm. I mean, it's 24, I think there's 24 missions, distinct missions, um, That and it has that ability that all these games has when you're sort of like, it's how well we do, isn't it? It's about leaderboards as well. And yeah. um, and it, I think, yeah, I just think the kind of visual, from the from what we've seen, the visuals and the, the menus are really clean. It's really kind of nicely designed. There's a great kind of soundtrack underneath it by, I think the composer's Megan McDuffie's. Atmospheric score, so they've really done a complete rebuild, haven't they, from the beginning? What, do, what else do we know, Neil? When do we do we know any ideas about when it's coming out or what's happening? Uh, it's spring, so it's going to be soon. Um, and then I would think straight after that they'll probably announce another one. If um, what they did with the recharge series previously is anything to go by, so so yes, they they haven't said a, a release date yet, but it's it's going to be soon. Great. Brilliant. Gravatar, look out. Um, Gravatar recharged. Look out very soon. Oh, in actual fact, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it's May. It's May. Okay. They have said May. Okay, May. Good. Yeah. Uh, great. Have a look May. for that soon. Um, let's talk about season one. Oh, because you, you, you three have been playing these games much more than I have. I think I get I think I just. It's, it's too much of. I get flashbacks. To me, being in arcades when I was eleven, playing these games um, in a good way. Um, but let's go through. Um, he says, drastically looking for his script, and I've lost it all when the list is. And <laughs> um, what can I? How can I cover more? Um, sing? Should I sing for a bit? No. Um, a little bit of singing. Bit yeah. of singing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're back. I'm should back. We should we tell you how we've been playing Breakout Recharge? Oh, um, that's it. That's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> would have been. Would have been. Recharge. 
would it be nice if one of you would have come in a bit quicker with that as you had the list up in front of you but i like it i was enjoying you struggling to I be know. honest yeah same. you should have seen it let's go for an hour there was just light <laughs> light coming from this there was just chaos on the screen um breakout tell us about breakout neil breakout recharged uh, if, if you don't know what breakout is why you listen to this podcast? <laughs> Why are you playing games? Why have you ever picked up a controller in your life? Um, basically, you take ch- take charge of the paddle along the bottom of the screen. You bounce the ball across the screen, smashing whatever's on that screen. Um, you get rid of them all. You move on. It's it's quite simple. Um, I think Richard, did you review this one, or did I review this one? I did this one. You did this one. Yeah, I think so. Just checking. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Do you want to carry on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a brick breaker. You've probably played a brick breaker without even realising you've played a brick breaker. They're just... Yeah, it's one of the first games ever made and it's still still uh, valid today. Um, Breakout Recharged was much more... Um, I don't want to say less creative in its designs of the bricks that you had to break, but it was more of it. It was more focused on it being a wall of bricks that you needed to destroy. I think Arkanoid, which sort of came after this, was the one that created these fun shapes for you to destroy with the bricks. Um, but the, the recharged version came with a lot of extras, so there was new new bricks. There were bricks that fired back at you, um, and plenty of new power-ups. Some of them were quite destructive um, that could easily destroy plenty of bricks. There was like um, a big laser beam that fired out your paddle if you were, if you were lucky enough to get that power-up. Um, so, yeah, it was a modern retelling of the classic brick breaker breakout. Okay, brilliant, Richard. James, you're difficult, big... isn't that? Sorry, what was it? Difficult. Did you find it difficult? Some of the, yeah. So they've got each each of these recharged games have got challenges, and uh, the, some of them were pretty difficult. I think there was one in particular that a lot of people complained about with this one, and uh, the developers Atari was um, said, "All right, we're going to make it slightly easier because it was it was a tricky one. It was it was almost like Space Invaders." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you just didn't have enough time to destroy the bricks. So they have made that one slightly easier. Good. Um, all I remember from Breakout is 2002. Everyone get the, you know, in Nokia's, but there was an upgrade of sort of colour Nokia phones. I don't know what their Nokia's are called, not the old ones, are just Snake on. Everyone had Breakout on the tube. 3320s or something, was it? 3310s with yeah. Snake. I think one's up from the air. There's a colour one, and they all had Breakout on the tube. That's all you could see, people playing Breakout on trains on the tube. It's <laughs> the last time I saw Breakout. Um, James, you a big Breakout fan? I love a brick Breakout. So, yeah, Breakout is definitely one that I've played over the years in all the different incarnations. I think I've played one on the Wii as well, which is quite interesting, mm-hmm. using the Wii controls oh, yeah. to hit the bricks. Um, but, yeah, Breakout Recharged. It is bloody tough. I mean, I went straight into the challenges, not realising that I've not played a brick-breaking game in years. Um, and I, I couldn't last more than 10 seconds at first. Um, it is a lot of skill. And a little bit of um, well, some good reflexes, mm. which I don't possess anymore. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's nice to have some interesting power-ups and and just little quirky additions that make it feel a bit newer. I mean, it is still a brick breaker game, and as long as you like them, you're going to break out recharge. Addictive. Good. Um, nice guys. The next game is Asteroids Recharged. Um, Asteroids, I, I remember going to a pub when I was nine years old and playing that in the garden in a little shed in the garden of this pub. Was that one of those pubs where children could only go into one room yeah. and the adult gets to go <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. them. In, in the kids' room, you'd have an Asteroids machine yeah. and you'd have maybe Turtles. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah. Maybe some yeah. sort of like really bad pool table that's all ripped up. 
Don't know what I'm yeah. yeah. They don't throw in an orange juice. Yeah, drink that and a packet of crisps. Yeah. yeah. And they used to leave you there for five hours. And every now and again, <laughs> you used to come out and go, Can you give me 10 more P, please? No, you've had enough. Um, yeah, so Asteroids Recharge. Richard, you reviewed this, didn't you? I think it came out Christmas time, didn't it? This Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first recharged game that I played because uh, having an Atari 7800, the beauty of that was if you didn't put a cartridge in, you got to play Asteroids, which was built into it. Um, so I just played a lot of Asteroids when I was younger because it was, yeah, I mean, like a four or five, it was probably my level of comprehension when it came to video games at that, at that stage, um, just knowing that you had a little triangular ship on screen to shoot uh, these asteroids that came your way. So that's that was the basic premise of it. And um, the recharged for this one um, is much of the same as the other recharged games. It came with a load of challenges. Um, again, plenty of new power-ups. And the challenges were, were sort of built around these power-ups that you did get. Um, and then there were time-based ones where you had to survive for long enough or you could only destroy certain types of asteroids. I think um, this one, they, they introduced these um, different type of asteroids that if you, if you shot them and they, they, destroy, they blew up, anything that was caught in their proximity would also be destroyed as well. So you could get some really interesting chain reactions if there was few of them on screen at once. Um, but it's... It's asteroids in it. You can't you can't go wrong with it. No, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of asteroids. I'd like to play, I'd like to play that one again. Um, I'm going to move buy through. It. Go on, Neil. Buy what are you saying? No, buy it. Well, I might do seven, seven quid in it, something like that. Oh, I'm, I can't buy it. I've got a gas bill to pay. I've got to save up for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Centipede recharged. Who reviewed this for us? That's the next one. Um, I reviewed this, I think. Oh, go on, Neil. Yeah, this is the first one that came when Atari kind of decided they go all out with the recharge stuff. They they dropped Centipede. Um, again, it's it's very much like Asteroids and it's very much like Breakout. You've got the arcade side of things. You've got a co-op bit. You've got challenges. Um, you're shooting the Centipede that is coming down the screen towards you. Um kill it before it gets to the bottom and you're sorted <laughs> um, but again it's it's nice I think it's probably probably third I, I think I prefer asteroids than breakout than centipede in that order um, yeah it's just yeah. a bit tricky again it's a bit mad it, there's a lot going on on the screen at, at once yeah, I was. Um, I didn't really like that in the arcades. I remember that one. It was always a bit too much, a bit too frantic. Um, James, yeah. what about you? Have you played Centipede? I, I haven't. No. Um, I think the title puts me off. I don't <laughs> like Peter Crowley's. <laughs> and the next one will be right on your treat: Black Widow recharged. <laughs> Is it a Marvel game? <laughs> No, it isn't. Um, Darren reviewed this for us, I think. I don't remember Black Widow at all. Was it in the arcades this at all? I don't remember this in the arcades at all. I, I, I don't remember it either. Um, there's a reason I don't remember it, because I don't really like it, to be honest. Um, out, out of the four games, this is definitely the weakest of them all. Uh, again, you're just a spider. I'm guessing you're a Black Widow. Um, your screen is a web. And you just move yourself around this web, kind of shooting wasps and hornets and flies, etc., etc. But it's just a bit. It's not clunky because it's it's quite smooth in how it works. But the, the gameplay, it kind of sections off little bits where you can't move, and it's just a bit. It gets a bit frantic. And you're thinking, why can't I go down that, that down that kind of route? And then suddenly you'll notice that your web is is blocking you off and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's, I'd say it's the weakest of the four. Is it a little bit like Tempest? Because what I've seen with the screenshots, it looks to sort of have that um, same sort of design. If... Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I can't can't think of Tempest. I know the name. Tempest was sort of like an octagonal thing around the screen and you could only move... I get on the straight oh, lines and shoot yeah. down into the middle of the screen. 
No, it's, no, it's not as limited as that. Um, but just every now and then, a block will come up where you can't move. I don't really understand why. It's just a bit annoying. Oh. Well, we won't be playing that one. No, we no, out, out, out of the four, of Black Widow is your last one on the list. Okay. Um, now, Pong Quest review. Who did that? I think it was Richard, wasn't it? Yeah, that was me again. Pong, a 1972 game where it all started. What was it like, Richard? So Pong Quest wasn't traditional Pong. Pong Quest was a, an RPG version of Pong, which on paper sounds brilliant. <laughs> um, so I just remember this game. Um, you went into dungeons, you met these Pong paddles, and they were always they were always up for a fight with you. So you you went you were you were dungeon crawling, and then every time you met an enemy, then it became a, a battle of Pong. Um, you've got health bars, and every time you, the opponent scores a goal against you, you lose health. And um, you have, I think there's about 20, 20 or 30 different types of balls that you're using in Pong Quest. Um, you can completely customise your paddle. 58, 58 different balls, types of balls. So there's some that will uh, bounce around the screen a lot more or split into different balls or provide... Um, obstacles in the environment when they hit and stuff like that there's there's tons of them um but it just sort of it got very repetitive very quickly right so the basic premise was a really good idea but then it's it spent far too long in each level of this dungeon before you got to the boss which was basically a, a bigger paddle with a lot of with a higher health bar that you needed to whittle down and then that was it really it was just the same again. Rinse and repeat. I mean, you're right. On paper, it sounds great. You're an RPG trying to, to try. You got every time you meet an enemy, you have to go into a pong battle. But yeah, yeah but yeah, I can imagine that. Um, I can't remember pong. I do remember playing it on the Atari uh, two six zero for a while, but yeah, it's a classic. I only ever, I only ever played the play, PS one version which introduced a lot of different uh, battle battlefields. So there was one where uh, chicken eggs were flying down from the bottom of the screen and you had to stop them from being smashed on the floor and stuff like that. Mm. Or you're playing it on an icy uh, strip against penguins. <laughs> and I absolutely adored the PS1 version of it. It took the, the concept of Pong and just applied it to like 50 different scenarios and I That's thought it good. was brilliant. Right. Do you think there's there's room to go Pong recharged then, Richard? Taking that maybe. If they re-release that PS1 game on the uh, Xbox now, I'd 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 ask them for a collector's edition with like a eighteen different Pong paddles that you could dot around <laughs> your house because I absolutely adored that game and I would play the shit out of it if it ever got re-released. Good. There we nice. go, Mister okay. Mister Tari. Richard says, "Wink, wink." Yeah. and that's a quote for the that's a quote for the box. I'll play the shit out of it <laughs> again, yeah, again. Yeah, um, <laughs> but con, what last one? Combinera. I can't even say. How, what is it, Neil? Tell me about this game. Combinera. 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 Yeah, yeah I, I reviewed this just recently. Actually, um, it's one of the games that I've been playing over the last uh, maybe three or four weeks, and it's. Atari's kind of latest. Um, it's nothing to do with the Recharge series. It's a brand new IP, but it's a it's like a little puzzler where you have to combine um, balls and orbs. Um, as soon as you combine them, the level is over. You move on to the next one. Obviously, it's not as simple as that. Um, each stage has got uh, traps in it and obstacles and platforms and jumps and spikes etc etc missiles and things like that um, and certain balls can only be used for certain things so um, there's there's pink spike traps all over levels and only the pink ball can go over or pink orb sorry can go over the pink spikes um, you've got yellow platforms and when the yellow ball hits those platforms the platforms disappear 
the green one stops green missiles, etc., etc. So the idea is to combine the balls together so you can get over these obstacles. So obviously a white ball can't go across a pink spike trap, but combine it with the pink ball and you have then got a pink and white ball, it can then go across the pink spike trap, if you get me. Um, it's quite confusing, but it's really well done. It, it looks brilliant and it, it works really well. Um, there's 300 levels. So it's wow. not a game you're going to be done done within a night or two. It's one of those games that you're definitely kind of dip in and out of for probably months on end, to be honest. Wow. But yeah, so it's a really good little puzzle. It's a bit like, it reminded me of um, uh, Thomas Was Alone. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is what you're saying. Yeah. Thomas Was Alone, yeah. Uh, but instead of squares and rectangles, you've got orbs. Great. Good. Yeah. But yeah really good little game and it's, it's only just released um in the last week or two i think yeah good you can look at it on, on, on the site we'll review um okay four and a half wow four, yeah okay good. four and a half now before we go into the next bit it's just to explain for people who don't know me and neil i'm 51 now oh god i'm old neil is how old are you neil 46. 46. How old are you, James? 33. 33, and Richard's... What are you, Richard? You're 30, aren't you? 32. 32. So, different generations, but me and Neil remember, I think, the, what you're going to talk about now is the Atari system that came out in 1977. The Atari Video Computer System, it was called at the time, and then it got rebranded in 1992, and it's called the Atari 2600. And for people who don't, don't know, this, this was really the sort of first home console, the first really popular home console. It sort of changed, it changed everything. It changed the way we are, how we play things today. Did you have one, Neil? Uh, no, I mm. don't think so. We, we had something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, to be honest. <laughs> it, it could well have been. It could well have been. Um, but but I was born in 76, so... Oh, yeah, I so you... Really so I don't really remember that. <laughs> um, See, uh, I, I didn't have one, but my cousins had one. We lived down the road in East London. So we, I was always going around to this. So I must have, what, six, seven, eight, maybe seven, eight. So I was playing all the games there, and then they, th I think they just gave it to me for like six months or something because they, they were older. <laughs> so you didn't go around their house? Yeah, I think it was. Give it to Gareth. Just let him have it for a while. So I, I, I really re kind of remember that sort of time. Um, I'm just going to give you some little bits and facts and maybe we could sort of chat about things. You can ask questions, James and Richie. You might know this already, you see. Um, have you made these facts up? No, these are true. These are all true. <laughs> right, okay. I promise you these are true. Yeah, I promise <laughs> can you. Can we argue each one? <laughs> you can argue each one. Um, just for, so you probably know this, but the design of it is that you can all have a look at it online, but it had wood panelling on the sides of it. <laughs> so yeah, Why would it? Yeah, and the reason they had wood panelling is because they wanted to look like stereos at the time, and stereo systems in 77, 78, had wood in as well. So it was to kind of go along with this idea that you would, it would fit in into your living room perfectly. Wood panelling. <laughs> Probably as well, because it would fit nicely in the east wing, where all the wood, wood oak was, because the only people that could afford one were the people with east wings. I mean, you had, you had wood stereos. Stereos had wood. Yeah, you know, yeah, they had that yeah. thing. I mean, it's just like... It's good. I mean, was it quite heavy? I'm trying to remember. Was it a heavy thing? Well, I don't know. We've got Xbox Series X and PlayStation yeah, Five now. Yeah, they're quite heavy, aren't they? Would you, do you want? Would you, James? Would you like to see uh, some wood paneling coming back in other consoles? I think if someone showed me it, a modern day stereo, that looked like an old stereo with the wood paneling, it looked awful. I was thinking. Aren't we never go back to having wood panelling? No, no, just none of it, never, ever. Burn it, burn it all. 
Right, good, that's it. What about, what's that car that used to have wood paneling? There's a, there's a car that used to have wood paneling as well. Oh, I think of that. thought Neil might help me out with that. Um, no, a Cortina. Are you going back in the day? I'm sure there's a, a car with wood paneling. I'm going to find that out by the end. Um, pretty short days. If you buy a, a Rolls Royce, you can ask for some nice wood paneling inside. Can you? But you pay a fortune for that. Wasn't it a car made out of wood? If I meant it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, you're making that up. I'm going to have a look. Um, the Atari was released in 1977. Um, it had nine games on release. One of those was Space Invaders. And, but it was only until 1979, which is interesting, that they had the idea to release games all year round. So I think you could buy other consoles. There were other consoles around this time. The, the sort of the, the the idea behind that was like you'd buy a console and it would have a game installed in it and that was it. That's all you could get. Mm-hmm. So you're buying I don't know Space Invaders in this console and that's really that's a lot. We have two games in it and that that would be that's the end of it. And so this was the first time in seventy nine when they went actually we'll, we'll start to make games that that become a yearly thing and here we are today, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or not? Or not? <laughs> not. No comment. Do you want some more facts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've only done two. Oh, God, I'm, yeah. bo- I'm bored already. Okay, here we go. Bill Gates fired by Atari for missing deadlines. Yeah. 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 Never trust him. Never trust him. Steve Jobs worked on the game Breakout, which we talked about first. Mm-hmm. And he used the money to build the first Apple computer. So I'll, bet, I'll better delete that one now then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because the game was the games are on cartridges, it meant the hardware is simpler and more adaptable. So it's more also more cost efficient. Cartridges were very cheap to make and kept hardware production down. Yeah, that's why cartridges. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting fact. So yeah, thank was you it, very much. Was <laughs> digital media available in 1977 though? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard. A bit of All right, Richard. <laughs> Could have been tapes. Yeah. Like the Spectrum. They're taking age to load up. Um, Every game at Atari was made by one person, but those people were never credited for their work in the games themselves. So it was never a thing to, you know, to go, this was credited as Atari. So there's a a game that I'm going to talk about in a minute called Adventure that I really remember playing. And Adventure came out in 1980. And Adventure... It's just kind of, you're basically moving around a square, but you're collecting keys, you're going on this quest. So it's the first kind of like, I suppose, the first RPG in a sense. sense. Um, And I remember being completely blown away. And the the cover art for it was this kind of like Dungeons and Dragons illustrated thing with, you know, dragons and sword. And you're just, you know, I think it's just a square dot that you're moving around. But the two things that were really interesting with that, it was the first use of multiple screens. So, in other games, Space Invaders, you've just got one screen, Pac-Man, you're seeing one screen. You can go off and you'll come around the other end, the same with those games, but it's one screen, and this is the first time you can go and you're in a different environment and shopping around, which was like magic back then. And the second thing Adventure had, which is kind of interesting, they had the Easter egg, and I think it's the first Easter egg in there. You go to a certain place and you... the Developer, the, the the one designer, Warren Robert, he hid his name in this mm-hmm. little secret room, so his name would suddenly appear. The first That's Easter egg. That's a bit cheeky. Oh, you're not you're not a fan of that. No, no it's like <laughs> people that um that work for the Ordnance Survey and write their names on the maps and then uh, hide it in the in the UK shores. I didn't know this. <laughs> well. Uh. Somebody I know worked for the Oh, God. It's breaking news. It is breaking news. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, um, I thought that was a common knowledge all thing. No. I think you've just grasped your mate in there. <laughs> you, are, you have a look at a, a map of the UK and you'll see the shorelines and um, you'll see some, some names hidden away. Wow. Okay, good. I'll do that. I'm going to give you, what do you want, one or two more facts? I want all 15. You're not having 15. <laughs> I'm bored of it already. 
Did we get better? <laughs> no, this doesn't get better. This oh. is a good one. I'm going to give you this one, the final one, because we've got to move on. Sword mm. Quest, right? Yes. Was and now at the time, 1983 is the worst game in the world. ET. There's a great documentary about it. If you see it, it, it basically burned, crashed, crashed Atari. It's a game that was so horrendous. There's, there's copies of it buried in the desert of uh, Los Angeles. There's a really good documentary about it. It was terrible. It didn't work. It was all over the place, and uh, they had to get it out very quickly. And it basically crashed the market for a couple of years before Nintendo came in. But there was a game called Soul Quest, and it had a, this contest that Atari tried to pull off in 1983. And players were to solve puzzles over the course of four Sword Quest games. And those who could would be entered into a tournament. The prizes for the winners were gold and jewel encrusted treasures, including a real sword. Altogether, the treasures were valued at $150,000. Unfortunately, the contest fell apart when Atari was sold, and the fourth game was never released. <laughs> only, only two of the five treasures were awarded and the rest were lost to time I like that I like those three treasures that are just lost who's got those treasures did the PR behind it get sacked after that <laughs> it wasn't the PR it was Atari it was somebody's <laughs> I, know, I know I've got a really good idea didn't bother asking anybody else yeah, I might have been sacked, but they're sat on three three missing treasures now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's an amazing thing. That's what we want more in now in games. I want real treasures as a thing. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Well, I suppose you've got e-gaming that when they're earning millions of pounds. Yeah, I'd rather have the cash, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, no go. Um, let's um, that's enough facts. Let's pick one game each from Atari. That's all we've got time for. One game that we love that can be. Published by Atari, could be one of the old ones. Richard, what have you got? Well, I'm going to go straight in with my absolute favourite that I used to play on my 7800, and that is Food Fight, which, much like games of that time, the it, the names the names on the tin with that one. You play as a kid on the right hand side of the screen, and you need to get to the ice cream on the left hand side of the screen. But in your way, these four chefs. So you just start lobbing piles of food at them to get to the ice cream. <laughs> the ice cream, the ice cream acts as your timer, so you can see it melting away, and uh, you've got to get there before it melts away. Um, also, these these chefs will appear from the ground and start chasing after you, and there's piles of food on the floor dotted around randomly. Um, every five levels, the progress i think you got a, a level where the food was watermelon that you were throwing at them and the beauty of the watermelon was that it was unlimited ammo so you could just stand next to a watermelon and spam the button and just constantly throw this these pieces of watermelon at the chefs and rack up some some big points but the, the absolute best thing about food fight was that if you got a near miss from from project food projectile or one of the chefs and you made it to the end of the level it would then show you an action replay of the level. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. And I think it even got a re-release. Do you remember Game Room on the 360? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It got released on that as one of the as one of the packs for that on the 360. That's but where I've heard of it from then. Uh... It's now def- I think it's gone as Game Room anywhere, but it did get a 360 re-release. Amazing, good food fight. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that one. Um, I've asked. Sorry, I've just yeah. to say I've asked for it to be in the the recharge series, so uh, I've put my request in. I love Richard. Good, um, James. What about you? Uh, until recently, I didn't realise I played so many uh, Atari games. When I was thinking about it, they were all on those, you know, plugged into the TV consoles, like two hundred games on. Mm. There's loads of Atari games on that. Um, but I think the one I enjoyed the most, apart from Breakout, was Paperboy. Where you play a paperboy and you throw papers into the windows of houses. That's how I did it anyway. <laughs> um, I wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed closing it in my hand and crashing. Um, yeah, like I said, I was quite young when I played it to be fair. 
but I love Causing Havoc <laughs> in the game. Do you know what? That's all I remember yeah. from Paperboy. Is I can I can yeah. see it completely. I remember throwing some stuff, but I don't remember anything yeah. else about the game. Did it get harder? Was it faster? Did you go anywhere else? Yeah. I mean, there's different difficulties. Wasn't there a dog I never... in front of you? Oh, that's right. There was a dog. Yeah, and cars and... Yeah, good. Yeah. It was a good man. I mean, yeah, I just like cars and mayhem. Good. Um... I'm going to go for Pitfall for mine. And mm. Pitfall is a game that I think was in the arcade and came over. And basically Pitfall put you as a sort of Indiana Jones type. And you're, it's almost like a free running now. You're running, you're, and you've got ropes, you're swinging across kind of crocodile infected lakes. And it's like a little kind of platform running thing. And at that time, it was, it, it was kind of amazing. It felt fast. It felt, you know, it was great to have something that you're kind of using skill. You know, you're seeing a kind of Indiana Jones type character. The colours are great. I just remember being completely bored over by that and just loving every moment of it. Um, Pitfall. What about you, Neil? Have you got any you can remember? Um, I'd like to get on the Paperboy wagon as well, to be honest. Um, there was a game that released two years ago, three years ago, possibly, mm. on Xbox. Yeah. Video Kid, which was very similar to that, um, <laughs> you were basically throwing uh, VHS cassettes instead of papers, um, <laughs> but, it, but it worked very much like Paperboy. Um, so check that out as well. That's on Xbox One and Series X at the moment. Um, but yeah, Paperboy and just bring it full circle, really, and go back to Asteroids and Breakout and mm. all the stuff that's already been recharged. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Um, what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, Richard, what are you looking forward to? Uh, it's Easter, so chocolate and lamb. Oh, my God. Not, not together. <laughs> Why lamb? Is that Easter thing? I think it's tradition, isn't it? Well, I'm, I've spoke to my mother-in-law and demanded that she makes a lamb, so... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I assume it's tradition. I don't know. Maybe some... <laughs> Is it? Is it? Is it is it for you, Neil? No. <laughs> I think it's a northern thing. Northern there thing. are lots of lambs in the fields around here at the moment. Poor bloody though. lambs. Leave the lambs oh, alone. They're ripe for slaughter. Oh, God. Leave <laughs> them. Jeez. Um, James, what are you looking forward to? Similar to Richard. Chocolate, but chicken. Is there a lamb? There's a big chicken and lots of chocolate. That's my Easter. Good. Neil, what about you? Same thing? I'm, I'm looking forward to chocolate Good. and um, a bit of beef. <laughs> Good. We got everything. Well, see, that's the southern thing. They're going for beef, isn't it? I've, I've just made that up. I'm just looking forward <laughs> to the chocolate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have already started on the Easter eggs. Um, I bought myself four the other day. I've eaten one of those. The other three got confiscated from me <laughs> and hidden. Um and so I went to the shops today and bought myself another one. I like these. <laughs> why, why wait until Easter to eat your Easter eggs? Just eat them at any old time. Good. Well, look, have a happy Easter, everyone. What am I looking forward to? I can't remember. Better Call Saul. That's what I'm looking for. New season's coming out next week. Um, before we record. I think it's coming out on the 18th. So that is next week, isn't it? Do, do, they, do they eat Easter eggs? No. They will do. They will do. I, I can't... <laughs> Different, different kind of edibles, I've heard. Yes, very good. Yeah. Um, so have a happy Easter, everyone. Look forward to uh, Gravatar Recharge. It's coming out in May, apparently. I'll look for some more of that. That's our Atari special, gentlemen. Thank you. Now, if we need to find you, where would we get hold of you? James, where would we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at OKGKO. And Richard? On Twitter and Instagram, at Dubbo1912. And Neil? I'm on Instagram, uh, Neil363. I'm going to be posting up lots of pictures of Easter eggs. <laughs> and I'm on things, GB Briley. <laughs> um, not confirmed. And I will be posting <laughs> other pictures of things. You'd think by now, as soon as you say this every single week, <laughs> I might check before the podcast. I, I, get to, I get to this point and I think, oh, God, have I confirmed this? Yeah, um, no, I haven't. <laughs> This hits me now. Right, gentlemen. Uh, 
Sorry. Uh, James, do us a favour. For, for next week's show, yeah? Find out what is uh, Twitter. Turn around. Turn around. Yeah, cheers. I'll find you all out. Everything up. Good. Brilliant. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Happy Easter. Enjoy it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You had found all the notes of the show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.